When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Are back, ladies and gentlemen. Just let me know when Desmond Child's ready to go, and we'll get after it. It'll be magnificent. We were just what were you just talking about? I forgot. Oh my god! Oh, so much. We were talking about like lookalikes and stuff like that. Lookalikes. Oh, oh and the, the gluten thing. You talking about him during the break? Oh, no, 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 no. We were talking about Halloween and how much we loved Halloween oh, costumes. We were talking about that and too. Kiddos costumes. And I'm glad that you brought Halloween up because Eric messaged in. He says he fills a wash tub with candy. I love it. Unless people take. Where do you live, Eric? Because I will dress up <laughs> to come to your house. And exactly. And grab uh, some candy. Eric and I have the same mind frame about Halloween, where we're just excited to interact with the community and give candy away. Love Halloween. He said that you can come and take handfuls, little kids, big kids, adults, costumes or not. He doesn't care. And I, we met Eric at the state fair. Mm hmm. He's lovely. He's lovely. lovely. He is a nice guy. And so him He's and lovely. I, we agree on this. I would agree on it, too. I think uh, it's magnificent. Desmond's ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, Desmond Child, the iconic Grammy Award-winning and Emmy-nominated songwriter, producer, who has contributed to some of the biggest global hits that helped ignite the success of music icons Kiss, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Ricky Martin, Katy Perry, and countless others. Desmond Child, good morning, sir. How are you? What do you think of that it's intro, so Buster? On your show, Minneapolis. This Min- is so great. Oh, well, it's great to, oh, have, great you to have you on. No question nope. about it. Recently released autobiography, Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life. It's time to pull back the velvet curtain and meet the man behind the music in the epic autobiography by one of America's greatest hit makers of all time. Boy, this doesn't praise you at all, Desmond. What do you think? <laughs> well, you know, my life really looking back uh, on it is pretty extraordinary you know i i've lived through so many decades of american culture you know and i've got the hairdos and platform shoes to prove it <laughs> yes you do that's desmond that's very true when did you begin all of this when does this journey begin you mean my life or the book <laughs> I mean, I'm talk- well we'll get to the book but i'm gonna talk about when did you realize i want to be in the music industry and this is what i'm going to do because i'm going to be really good at it my mother was the song, uh, Cuban songwriter Elena Casals, oh, known okay. as La Musa, mm-hmm. and I grew up in show business. My my aunt was Olga Guillot, uh, you know she was like the Judy Garland of Cuba, uh, and um, you know I 
there was always a song being written or a poem being said, and it was always related to people's lives. It had something to do with how what their mood was or what was going on. So connecting real life with feelings and turning it into art was something that I, I it was second, you know, second nature to me. Yeah, yep. And so when I was uh, 14, I um, got asked uh, to go to this birthday party, this kind of wealthy girl, but I didn't have any money to buy a, a birthday present. So I wrote her a song called Birthday Blues. And that was my first pop song. God, that's wonderful. Now, uh, where did you, where were you born and where'd you grow up, Desmond? I was born in Gainesville, Florida. And okay. We lived on a dairy farm in Hawthorne, Florida, you know, very nearby. And then when um, my parents, um, you know, split up, we went down to Miami and all the relatives were starting to come in from Cuba. Sure. So I grew up in the Cuban exile community. We lived in the projects called Liberty City. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, my mom was a single mom. Uh, we were poor and Latino. And then, you know, when I was, you know, growing up, I, you know, I, when I went through puberty, I realized I was gay, too. So there were a lot of glass ceilings that I had to break through to make it. That's amazing. Have you ever been to Cuba? Yes, I have. I, uh, we used to go there when I was a little, a little kid. And I did, I did visit a few times. Um, you know, I haven't been there uh, in 10 years. I, I had done a documentary with my husband called Two, the story of Roman and Nero, mm-hmm. and our sons were 10 years old at the time. They narrated the film. So we got to uh, film, you know, there was a screening in Havana at the Havana Film Festival. And, you know, I got to say, I, I, I was very, very moved, you know, because the people are so full of life and, mm-hmm. and, and so loving and, and, and just don't deserve to 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 have you know the kind of life that they do like they have so little but it also makes their values different yeah you know it's not about what you have it's about who you are and you know i i was depressed for months after coming back you know just knowing that you know that they don't have the kind of freedom and opportunity that we have here no question the reason i asked you that desmond i was just in cuba about three years ago and the people in Cuba, Cubans couldn't be lovelier people. The people out there in the neighborhoods and in the streets. Now, by the same time, i got to mention what Desmond's talking about. You go to the cities, because we went all around the island pretty much, and you will find buildings that are just ready to fall over because the, the leaders won't put money back into the communities. But the people, Desmond, are the sweetest, kindest, nicest people maybe I've ever met. They're wonderful people. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I grew up in the Cuban exile community, so I grew up, basically, Spanish was my first language, and, um, you know, the food, the music, and all of that, you know, uh, I I had to leave Miami to make it. And, but when I came back, I was able to get into Latin music and worked with Ricky Martin. Sure. And, uh, you know, his collaborator, Draco Rosa. And we changed the course of pop music. We really did with, uh, you know, the Cup of Life first, which Ricky sang and the Grammys and, you know, kind of everyone just exploded. The Latin music explosion, that was the, that was the spark. And um, Live in La Vida Loca, She Bangs, Shake Your Bonbon. God. Oh, my God. All of those songs 
uh, turned the corner and brought uh, the crossover back that, you know, with, with all due respect, was Gloria Stefan had started like 15 years before. Mm-hmm. But this was the new wave, and, it's, and it still goes on to today, to Despacito, to Bad Bunny, all of that could not have happened without Ricky Martin. Isn't it great that, I mean, what, do you think, Desmond, that people are ever going to wake up and come together and kind of, and I use the word, and people get very angry with me, but I, but I use the word assimilation, and it's not an insult. Uh, assimilating to each other's ideas and cultures is a wonderful thing, and yet some people are very offended by the thought. It's like, I'm not asking you to give up your culture in any way, shape, or form. I want to share mine with you. You share yours with me. I think it's wonderful. Well, I, I think maybe the word assimilation kind of means like you just get washed out. Nah. I, I think that, that, that celebrating our diversity is, is what makes life rich. I was just in Europe in, in Florence, Italy, and my son's, uh, one, of, one of our twin sons, uh, Roman, is there in, at, at NYU doing the semester there. And every weekend he goes to a different country. That's his thing. So he went to to Lisbon, Portugal. He went to the Oktoberfest. He went to Croatia. You know, he's like every weekend. You know, he's somewhere different. And you know, we always go to Greece and just meeting people that are different than yourself. Mm -hmm. You start to see that you have a connection at the heart, being a human being. And so you know, this this whole. I mean. They all speak four languages. Nothing wrong with that. And yet they're still very proud of their own culture, of mm-hmm. their own, you know, uh, food and, and language and uh, architecture. So you don't wash out by appreciating other people's cultures and, and, and art. And so yes. that's the thing. It's like we, we sometimes get into a thing where you're, you're traveling through America. You can't tell one town from the other because it's the same, you know, uh, fast food joints. Uh, you know, the road looks the same. Mm-hmm. Everything looks the same. You know, it's, that's, that's the kind of washing out that, uh, you know, we, we should try to develop the unique nature of, of all of our communities. No question. I was very lucky, Desmond. I grew up. Very poor, been a nice Catholic boy in North Minneapolis, and and I love to tell this story because it taught me so much. I went to my friend's house. I was quite young. I don't know, 10, 11, 12, maybe, something like that. And I walk in, and Tony Bennett is playing on the uh, the record player in their house. They're a nice Italian family. A Sicilian family, actually. And I walk in, and I looked at the father, who was a very nice man. I looked at him, and I said, oh, Tony Bennett. He goes, what? I said, you listen to Tony Bennett, sir. And he goes, it's Antonio de Benedetto when you're in this house. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. It made me so happy that he included. Again, it's inclusion. Maybe I should go from assimilation to inclusion. Let's learn about one another. Get away from that word. I love that word, though, because it's like. Appreciation. Appreciation. Okay. Okay. And the curiosity. Being curious. Not wanting to make everything the same. You right. Know? No, I understand that. that. Yep. That's part of being alive. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know this, but only 10% of the U.S. population has a passport. What? That means that 90% of our really? fellow citizens have never traveled to a foreign country. Oh, I that's, love it. That's not right. No, it's that's not. That's not right. And You're... so um, I'm hoping that we, we you know, 
that we live in a better world when we start to appreciate and care for each other. Are we ever going to get there, Desmond? Let's talk about my book. I'm selling a book here. I know you're selling a book, but what I was going to say just now is talking the way you're talking right now, putting out books, putting out great music is a wonderful way to be inclusive. So talking about living on a prayer, big songs, big life, uh, as it says here, it's time to pull back the velvet curtain and meet the man behind the music in the epic autobiography. And it does say, by the way, epic autobiography, Desmond. Epic. <laughs> the pressure's on, Buster. So tell me about the book. What yeah, I just did the audio book, and it's so hard to say the words. You know, it yeah, was easy sure. to read them on a page, but when you have to say them, it's like, I call it my seven-year jailhouse confession. <laughs> it's a real reckoning of, you know, everything that I've been through. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that I, I gave credit to all of my collaborators, Great. you know, that made my career. How does the book start, Desmond? How does it start? Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean how do you how do you start writing a book? Or no, no, I mean how does my book start? What's the first story you tell in the book? I well, the book's called "Living on a Prayer: Big mm-hmm. Songs, Big Life." So, right. of course, the first chapter is the writing of "Living on a Prayer," which is a great song. And by then the way. we 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 go right into like from the beginning, and so then the rest is chronological. See, I think that's a wonderful thing, people, because they're. I don't know how many are out there right now going, God, I would love to be uh, a producer, a songwriter, or whatever. How how do I get started? What do I do? Did you have to go through a period when you when you were figuring out where it was you wanted to head, and now you've written a book about what this very successful, great life that you've had? Uh, I just think it's a wonderful story. Well, I didn't have a B plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that just. You know, I'm still on the A plan <laughs> because I, I, there was no way I wasn't going to succeed. There was just no way because I grew up so poor and a Latino. I, I also realized I was more gay than I was bi. You know? Right. And so those were all glass ceilings that I had to break through uh, to succeed. And, uh, you know, my story turned out great because I met a wonderful man 33 years ago who's my husband curtis and we have wonderful children they're 21 in college and um you know i i've lived an extraordinary life and i've gone through so many things and it's all in the book and i think i think people really enjoy the roller coaster ride of the ups and downs of my life you feel any pressure being called america's greatest one of america's greatest hit makers of all time little pressure there I just like to take out the word one. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond, you're right. When are you coming to town? You got to come in studio, Desmond. There's no doubt about it. Get you got to do a well, book tour. Invite me. Invite me. You are always invited. <laughs> do you have a book tour set up? No, because these days, um, you know, it's the podcast. Yeah. Because yeah, you can yeah. reach so many more people on the radio and podcasts. Uh, you know, you go into a town and you go to a bookstore and then, you know, 20 people show up. <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plane fare. But, um, you know, we're living in a world, you know, where we're all connected, you know, with um, social media and all of that. And actually, on November 9th at the Grammy Museum, I'm actually doing a book signing. 
Uh, I'm going to be there with my collaborator, David Ritz, and we're going to be interviewed by Panos Panay, who's the president of the Recording Academy. And uh, it's at 7 o'clock, and, um, you know, people can come, and uh, and I'm going to sing a couple songs and uh, talk about the book, and uh, that's like my one and only book signing. That is wonderful, though. Desmond, do come back on the show. I'd like to talk to you a lot more about what inspired those first songs, how you had the belief in yourself to move forward and go, I can do this. I know I can do this. I think that's a very, very important part of your story. I think it's, it's, it's important that, that people that are out there, that they follow their dreams, even mm-hmm. if they seem impossible. Because that's what American ingenuity is all about. That's the American dream. And the fact that we have the freedom in this country to be able to pursue those dreams, you know, is something that's precious. And I don't think people really, I think they take freedom for granted. So, you know, yes. my message out there is like, don't lose it. You know, my, my family lost it in Cuba. You mm-hmm. know, don't do that here. Uh, books available everywhere, I'm assuming, Desmond? Right? Yes, it's available wherever you get your books. There you and go. And pretty soon there'll be the audiobook coming to follow it as well. Sounds good. But get to town, or at least come. please do come back on the show, Desmond. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Desmond Child, the iconic Grammy Award-winning Emmy-nominated songwriter-producer who has contributed to some of the biggest global hits that helped ignite the success. Uh, music icons Kiss, Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Ricky Martin, Katy Perry. Living on a Prayer, Big Songs, Big Life by Desmond Child, a very nice guy. And I love the fact, we got to talk about my book, man. I know. <laughs> I'm here for a reason. I don't want to talk about whatever it is you're talking about. Let's well, unfortunately for you, I did. So tough ditty. <laughs> no, he was a very, very nice guy. I love, and I wish more people would be more honest about their lives. Because I loved when he said, I was straight, I was bi, now I'm gay. Yeah. I just love that. He's just very open and honest about the whole deal. Right? There's a level of confidence he has that I do not have. You don't have that? No, I, lo- I mean, I love it. And you go, this is why you're successful in your field. Like, mm. I I can appreciate that. And when he said, you know, you're one of America's greatest hit makers of all time, he goes, get rid of one of the... Yeah, one. Get rid of one. I just... <laughs> I love... I mean, you know, and you go, you have to have that... Con- the people yeah. you're working with, the level that he's on. And, you know, somebody wrote in, he's I like, he's, he's kind of a dick. And I was like, yeah, I... I think that's a fair assessment. Like you think he is. I mean, I oh, think I see that at all. I, I mean that in like in a great way. That like <laughs> you're a dick in a great way. Like <laughs> okay. I think sometimes I can be kind of a dick when I know something sometimes. well. But you know what I mean? Like a disaster. I, I don't think it's that bad of a thing to say. Yeah, this guy is like he's got an ego because he has to walk into rooms with like music legends right. and set and go, I know what I'm talking about here. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't go so far as calling him a dick because he's no. great at what he does and has an ego. Like, he he understands, like, he, yeah. he wrote Living on a Prayer. Like, you get to be... I know. Like, that's the that's pinnacle what I'm saying. of one yeah. of the accomplishments. I think sometimes, especially here in the Midwest, that translates to dickish. And I don't yeah. think it necessarily means dickish, but, like, you know, Darren wrote in and was like, yeah, Desmond's kind of a dick sometimes. I'm like, I can he- I can understand really? why that would... I didn't get that at all. Like, that confidence yeah. and that, like, let's talk about this. Let's get rid of one of. Like, 
I think I, I've met people like that who are very talented and know what their worth is. Mm-hmm. And I think see how that can be easily translated to that. I didn't find him to be a dick, but I could see how his ego would probably clash with a lot of people. I will tell you flat out, full disclosure, I know it's going to shock the hell out of you, but some people think I'm arrogant. <gasps> how the hell did that ever happen? What a twist. Ooh. I mean, you just give, give, give is all I ever do. And don't you feel like... And then I take a shot. Don't you feel like sometimes you walk into a room and you know how to fix something in the quickest way? And, like, it's nice to work with people. Like, you could say, do, do it this way, and I'd say, okay. Like, it's sometimes nice to work with people that know you so well that you can be forward with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to translate of Tom's being a dick. I'm going to say, yeah. Or if I feel like you're being a jerk, I'd say, you're being really aggressive right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice to work with people that can see past, like, the, oh, is, me, or is Tom and I doing, like, a dick measuring contest? No. Like, but I hope not. I'd finally win. Yeah, maybe. Depends. <laughs> you don't know what I'm rocking. Maybe it depends. You don't know what I'm rocking. But like, Thank you so much for that. It is. It's true. It's like sometimes your confidence comes off as arrogance, but like you know what you're doing. I am a very confident person. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm arrogant in the least, but I am a very confident person. Yeah, and in Minnesota, we're supposed to be like, hey, yeah, you guys, maybe, here's the thing, with that, um... With that commercial, do you think it would actually sound if maybe better? Uh, here's the thing. Right. So it's like it's hard sometimes to walk that line. And I think a lot of times people's confidence gets translated into you're a monster. I've, I've definitely yeah. got that Minnesota thing where I could be the best person in the world at something. And if someone's like, wow, you're really good at that, I'll be like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I'm a piece of shit. I have yeah. actually. So, I'm okay, I guess. But that's just that's how I am, and I think that's how a lot of Minnesotans are. It's like you're not supposed to extol your own virtues, really. You're supposed to be like, yeah, you know, I'm all right. Even in something I'm really proud of, right? Like someone will say, "You're a good mom," and I'll say, "Yeah, no, you should see." The other day, I ignored her, and I she almost fell down point. the stairs. I'm all the like that. Yeah. Yeah. I argue the point. Oh, no, she's not. Stop saying that. She's horrendous. It's terrible. <laughs> called child services yesterday. <laughs> I called him. Here's an example. Perfect example of what I'm talking about. We all grew up in much different ways. Yeah. You did, Tevin did, Andy did, I did. We all grew up different ways. Yeah. Everybody grows up differently. And if I didn't put myself forward as being very confident, I would have had my ass handed to me on a daily basis. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. I grew up. Yeah. You do not want people to think you're weak in any way because that is not going to work for you. And yeah. I, like, there is a, the whole, like, it being a woman, if I walked in here and said, told everyone what to do immediately, it's, it's people don't like that. You mean like you do it every day? Yeah. But again, oh, was, yeah. but again, we know each other. Like, even me telling you, hey, you. the time is whatever. You can yell at me, like, go, oh, whatever. And you, you're not serious. We know each other. No, like, I'm serious. Well, Shut up. You know. That's fine. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's... <laughs> It is a weird, you have to balance this niceties and telling people what you want mm-hmm. at work. And it's mm-hmm. hard. It's exhausting. Yeah. Well, and sometimes, too, especially if you don't know somebody that well, you're like, I don't know how you're going to respond yeah. to what could have come across as criticism. So you want to, hey, like maybe if I were you, I would do this <laughs> this way instead of the yeah. way. Are you sure you want to do that? Like you yeah. want to not be so abrasive sometimes with people. Yeah. Had to be a bitch growing up being one of the. How many black kids were in your city? Uh, it was me, uh, Chelsea, Lincoln, and. You know their names? Yes. There, <laughs> he goes, there you know was, their names. There was. Uh, oh, Carl, who was my inspiration for my afro. Yep. And oh, then, yeah, you told us that. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, Travell. So. But he moved later. Five, six people. Yeah. And, and a town of how many people? 
how many people live in Osceola? I don't know, probably like 5,000, something like that. I don't know. What's the Let's age see. difference? So was there a lot there was in your grade? One in my grade. I think there was one. Osceola's population, 2,600. 2,600, so yeah. It's Whoa. pretty small. And there was, yeah, a kid a couple years younger than me. But, yeah, I was the only, like, black male in my general air, like, mm-hmm. age range. So how did that work? I mean, I don't know. It was normal to me so growing up. So it was very up. nice. They were nice to you then? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, well, there were some nice kids. Hear. Well, because when I was young, I was probably, I don't know, eighth grade-ish range. And people, because you, you always get the black jokes. And they come up like, oh, Tevin, did you hear this black joke that yeah. I've got for you? So I went home one day. <laughs> And uh, Google searched black jokes. Yeah. And I memorized Ooh, every single one it. that so I could so I could hit them with the punchlines. Yeah. And then I thought, well, if black jokes are a thing, white jokes must be a thing as well. Type in white jokes. Not as many websites. <laughs> Nothing. For white jokes. You know, you can only tell somebody you like mayonnaise so many times okay. before it gets old. So there's like, you know, like here's a stereotype that, you know, you hear about this, like the angry black man, the angry black woman. Did you ever feel pressure to not show certain emotions or did you no, not fi- find not, that at all no not not at all and i'm not a very emotional person to yeah. begin with but like i would get things like i remember i wore a flat brimmed hat to school one mm-hmm. day and like some kid i don't even remember who it was but made a comment about it and i was like ah, oh, well now i'm not gonna wear flat brim hats anymore because i just want to not have to deal with that yeah getting made fun of for that shut up how about yeah. that well the worst thing like looking back if i could have a more like woke experience was when I was in middle school, Miss Styles, I believe is our principal's name. I had a huge afro. It was obnoxiously large. And I would put it in cornrows. I would put it in cornrows every once in a while. And they would make me sit in the back of the classroom because nobody could see around it. (laughs) Which I was like, that that makes that makes sense. sense. Like the person at the concert with the big hat, yeah. And people like a lot of my students or students, classmates, would touch my hair all the time, which is annoying, but it was okay, whatever. It's a cool afro. Makes sense. Right. Yep. And she said that it was a distraction to the learning process and made me cut my hair. That's terrible. And it was already like I was kind of on the fence of wanting to cut it anyway. Yeah, so it, yeah. to me, it was like whatever. I'll put it in cornrows or cut it. And yeah, but looking back, I was yeah, these like, days I probably, you could sue for five million dollars. Probably could have owned the city of Osceola, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would now. Sure. You got that right. No, I, it's interesting though because it, it just to talk to you about where you grew up and where I grew up. Mm-hmm. That if you flipped the two of us, would it have been much different? I don't know. Like I and I did a lot of dumb stuff too because it was a small Not town. You. So we knew all of the police officers. So one would drive by, and if I was playing with my friends, I'd just take off running across the field because I thought like, oh, it's hilarious, black kid running from police officers. Yeah. <laughs> like if I did that in the inner city, no. I'd probably get ran down Not and so shot. Much. Like yeah. yeah, there's so there's definitely cultural differences, but there was no. I would say I would grow up in Osceola again, I think. Maybe bring a few more black people with me because it was... few more. Yeah, not the Just probably you got annoyed with the constant, like, silly jokes oh, of, like, people yeah. that, like, wanted to talk to you anyways because I'm sure you were, like, a cool guy because you have, like, the whole athletic... Not, well, cool yes, you guy. Did, like, you can tell you had, like, the cool kid vibe. So I bet you a lot of people who wanted to break into that inner circle would use you as, like... Like here's a joke kind of thing. Like right, and being of. being the only black kid there, like and being a star athlete yeah. was very it made it very easy. Oh, yeah. Star athlete, Tom, you just call yourself. I mean, a star I'm not the first athlete. person to say this about myself. Tom. <laughs> you know, we just talked about being confident. Okay, um, you're right. But you're yeah, right. no. So like, because it would always be, and I remember one of my best friends where practicing football or warming up, and the team that we're playing gets off the bus, and the very last player to get off the bus is a black guy. He goes, 
Damn it! There goes our advantage, Tevin. Like you're gonna have to work for this victory. Oh, that's today. funny. <laughs> so yeah, it was all good hearted stuff like that. I wouldn't do. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break here. But I just—it's interesting though, to, you, know, you know, how different people live their lives, and we could all learn. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying, no doubt. Tommy B here to invite you to a bucket list event to hang out and meet and party with two of the premier quarterbacks in Minnesota Vikings history, Jim Super Shuffle McMahon and two-minute Tommy Kramer. This event is happening this Friday night. Yes, I said this Friday night, just two days from now at Route 47 Pub and Grub in Fridley on University Avenue. It's presented by Buddy Becker, RES Realty, and Tailgate Spices, the taste of victory. So here's the deal. Go to TommyKramer9.com, get your tickets, starting at just $15, and plan on fun with you and your friends this Friday night at Route 47 in Fridley. The best Tom Petty tribute band, Free Fallen, is providing the musical entertainment. Big game champ Jim McMahon and Vikings legend Tommy Kramer. I just had to do a Sydney there. Let me tell you something. Bernardo's talking to Tommy Kramer. (laughs) It will provide all the stories of when the Vikes were actually good. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> it's a memory of a lifetime to meet and hang out this Friday night at Route 47 in Fridley with the two best number nine quarterbacks in NFL history. Our thanks to Buddy Becker, RES Realty, and Tailgate Spices for presenting this event. See Jim McMahon and Tommy Kramer live. Just go to TommyKramer9.com and we'll see you there. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Tom here, and I just read a success story from MN Fat Loss client Elizabeth, who just completed the program. Elizabeth writes, I'm a 54-year-old woman who has struggled with losing weight. I had almost constant heartburn, trouble sleeping, brain fog. I tried counting calories, eating bars and shakes, and several other programs in which I would lose 5 to 10 pounds after months of struggling. After 60 days of the MN Fat Loss program, I was down 25 pounds. MN Fat Loss had really empowered me to believe that I can control my eating and my weight without having to sacrifice foods that I like. If you're thinking about finally committing to improving your health, this is the time to start. You won't regret your investment in yourself. It's so easy to see if MN Fat Loss is a good fit for you. They offer a free phone consultation to learn about the program. They also have virtual options to help you if you live far away, which I think is a brilliant idea. To schedule that free phone consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. The only thing you have to lose is that unwanted wait. That's www.mnfatloss.com. I cannot wait to hear about your success story, and please let them know that Tom sent you. In a world that's racing a mile a minute, a split-second distraction can change everything. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw Bryant. Every day we see too many people, heads buried in their phones, unaware of the dangers they're in. Texting and driving isn't just reckless, it's playing Russian roulette with your life and the lives of others. In just four seconds of distraction, you've driven the length of a football field. Is there any text message that's worth your life, that's worth the lives of others? I've been fighting for the rights of the injured for over 30 years, but I'd rather you never meet me in a courtroom. So hear me now, stop texting and driving. Pay attention. Value your lives and the lives around you. And if you won't, know this. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we're relentless. We won't back down. We bring justice to those that need it. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. 
It's Tom Bernard for Flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. I'm happy to say I purchased an EV Mustang from Flagship and have friends and co-workers who bought new vehicles and used ones from this family-run dealership that's just 20 minutes west of the metro in Baldwin. Whether you want to compare their used car specials, claim Ford financing options, or simply book an oil change or tire rotation, they have you covered at Flagship Ford. New vehicles like the Ford Escape, the Edge, or F-150 pickups with special engine options. Flagship Ford can answer all your questions on your next new vehicle. The month of October is Tire Month at Flagship Ford. Fit your tires for your specific vehicle, any model car, truck, or SUV, and get your tires before the snow flies, just $5 over cost. That's a purchase of four new tires with a $70 rebate gift card on top of the $5 over cost on most brands of tires. Flagship Ford, east of the metro in Baldwin, Wisconsin, and online at FlagshipFord.com. That's FlagshipFord.com. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Brad Sean Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com this is the tom bernard morning show podcast i'm searching right now as a matter of fact Kristen bird is back after of course dominating the conversation yesterday with jim mcmahon your buddy <laughs> asking jim mcmahon the very crucial questions that the world needed to know and what were those again well asking about the super bowl shuffle and what we remember what he remembered and we got some good tea i want to say that we did he he could not have cared less though about taylor and travis (laughs) no he couldn't care less about taylor and travis that's exactly right i thought he did a hell of an interview i really did no question yeah absolutely and speaking of taylor and travis did you see the new uh viral photo going around Uh oh here we go she kissed him on the cheek i didn't see that looks like i got some internetting to do (laughs) you do have some sleuthing to do it's adorable he looks so happy he's got like the big grin on his face and she's giving him a little kiss it's cute i can't wait until i'm old enough that i can unironically say who the hell are you talking about no, it's not you now. <laughs> It'll be a, it's going to be about 20 years, I think, until like they're talking about the big uh, names in uh, the entertainment industry, and I'm going to be like, I literally have no idea who that is. I like that. I'm that already borderline, me. but, you know. Yeah, you've never been a celebrity kind of guy, though. I really haven't. No. Well, no. It, it sucks for, or it's harder today because there's so many people that are considered quote unquote celebrities with yeah. TikTok fame Absolutely. and Instagram. Right. Right. It's like That's true. everybody calm down. Well, it's like people Doing can... a red carpet now is crazy because sometimes if the influencers are there, you're like, mm-hmm. who is yep. that? And they're like, yeah. oh, they have 10 million subscribers yep. on TikTok. God. And you're like, if it's not in my algorithm, I have no idea who it is. They can yeah. pop up overnight get 10 million subscribers and then six months later no one remembers them it's like 
you know, there's always been flash in the pan celebrities, you know, one hit wonders, that kind of thing. But this, mm-hmm. this is taking it to a whole nother level. It is indeed. There's no question about it. By the way, your name came up yesterday when I was showing. You remember the Lunds and Byerly stores, right? I do. I spent a lot of money at Byerly's. <laughs> oh, so you mean you've been there one time? Yes. <laughs> you've only been there no, once. No, I went there regularly because I, I'm not, I, people don't yell at me. I'm going to say something. But I was used to a lot of choices living in California. And then mm. I moved to Minnesota. And I felt like I could get a lot of those Similar choices at Byerly's yes. that I couldn't get at the regular grocery store, and I hope that doesn't offend yeah. anyone. But. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, your name came up yesterday because I went to the uh, the Lunds of Byerly's because Lunds bought Byerly's. You know that, right? Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah, I think we've talked about another. another yeah, probably. Show. Okay, so I, I went over to the one on 50th in France, just uh, a block west of France on 50th. One of the one yesterday. Uh, there was a, one of the cashiers that was talking to me about you and the interview with Jimmy, the Jim McMahon and all the rest of that stuff. And then I go over, I do a little shop and I go over to the meat department, the head of the meat department's a huge listener to the show. I'm talking to him about it. It was, it was a very nice event. The entire, if you're going to shop for groceries, go to the Lunds on 50th and France or one block west of 50th and France. There, everybody there listens to the show. So, because I am a very, very big supporter of Lunds and Byerly's. That's, See, that's there my you go. Store. They built one in Apple Valley that is huge. It's huge. Yeah, it it is. is so nice. I dro- <laughs> I, so, I live downtown Minneapolis, and I drove all the way to Apple Valley oh, yeah. to get groceries one day yep. just so I could check it out. It is great. We got, like, five of them right by my house. It's one. There's one in... Uh, Southdale, there's one over on 50th in France, there's one over just west of us, I guess it would be Eden Prairie, I mean they're everywhere but the people stepping up yesterday were so nice, they're talking about that interview they loved it, they're talking about this, that and the other it was it was a very pleasant experience I used to go to the one in Eden Prairie, that was my <gasps> oh see there you yeah, go, That's, that's we go to that one that's, so do I, that's where we go yeah, and the Kowalski's there, too. Let's not forget Kowalski's. They we, do a nice job. We give Cub a lot of our money as well mm-hmm. and Costco. And then when I'm in the cities, I will pick up things at Trader Joe's. So, like, I literally go to six That's grocery what Catherine stores. Does. Yeah, it's Same a lot. Oh. Okay, you can't shop there unless you know what Cub stands for. Consumers United Buying. Very good. You taught me that. Oh, I did. Never mind then. You cheated. <laughs> you cheated. I was going to go with baby bear. But. Baby bear. Yeah. Cub. It's a, it means a baby bear. Yes. It's a, uh, we had a great slogan. And, and what I loved about working with Cub, because we used to do a lot of spots on the old KQ Morning Show for Cub. Uh-huh. And they loved the line because we just were throwing stuff around. And for, a, I don't know how many months they used, that's Cub to you, bub. See, that's great. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. That's great. It was a great deal. So. Uh, after the big day yesterday, you superstarring, interviewing uh, other superstars. <laughs> What's new in your world? Uh, just a quick, because it's it's at the top of everyone's news feed today. If you're looking at entertainment, I did attend last night's taping of Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. And they did the huge tribute to Len Goodman, who passed away earlier this year with mm-hmm. from bone cancer. And I will. T- I'm probably not even going to make it through this. Uh, there's not a dry eye in the house. I oh. they pre-taped this, so they did it ahead of the actual show itself. And we were all like ugly crying. And anyone who watched this segment, you saw the judges, you saw the dancers, everybody was crying. That actually lasted probably 10 to 15 minutes oh. after the dance. It was. <clears throat> 
it was so moving and it was so beautiful. But I think you just realized like the heart of the show is kind of gone. So it was very bad. sweet though. They on TV they run a promo of him pointing at them and going, "Yeah, good to see you." It was a and very nice promo. At the end promo. of the dance, they just left an empty judges chair with a spotlight. Aww. Oh, you couldn't. And I mean, they <laughs> flew in his wife from the UK and his son, so they were in the audience. They brought the original dancers from the first few seasons. They danced in the number. I am getting chills to Stephen talking about it. It was one of the most moving pieces I've ever seen, to be honest. And a shout out to the choreographers Val Shmirkovsky and Jenna Johnson, because it was that's an Emmy worthy piece. I'm just saying it now. God, Valka Murkowski, that's my real name. <laughs> Val Schmierkowski. Val Schmierkowski. Val Schmierkowski, and then his brother is Max Schmierkowski. Max Schmierkowski. Nailed it. Schmierkowski. Mahwahwa. Abilba. We're doing great. And anyone, I know a lot of your listeners love the photos. There are a ton on Facebook story, Instagram story, and then I added them to my highlights if you miss them, so they'll always be up on my Instagram page. You still get a lot of responses on your on your social media from our listeners? I do. I thought and that's what I had heard. Yeah, right? they have a lot of requests sometimes, so I'm always like, I'll like make sure what? to mention that or talk about that. Uh, just they, they do. I know you don't like it, but they do like the reality show talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't mind you talking about it. I just don't watch reality shows. I don't get it. I know. Sometimes they just want the inside scoop. So I'm oh, like, okay. all right, I'll have to throw it to Brit on that one. <laughs> No yep. problem. I'm here for that. Um, I don't even want you to start watching reality show because, like, I don't have much that I bring to the table, but I can bring that to the table. There are so many good shows now. And I, I got to ask you a question, Kriska, because you could answer this. Where did all these shows come from that are now being streamed? Because there was a show with Courtney Cox in it about a haunted house or something. Mm-hmm. It was called Star, Starring Heights or Starring... I never even heard of it. Yeah, a lot of things come out of the blue. And right now it's hard to keep track of a lot of shows and movies because no one's allowed to promote them unless they have an interim agreement. So even for us, all of a sudden something will pop up and we're like, oh, we didn't know that this was even coming down the pike. And so it's been pretty interesting. But I I do think that they're they're getting serious about settling this actor strike. So, I hope so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. They're back at the table today because it, it's time. It's really time for the actors to get a fair, fair deal. And it's time for everyone to get back to work. Shining Veil, by the way. Shining Veil. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Shining Veil. Um, that's a, it was a stars show, I believe. Who owns stars? The channel. I have no I idea. Lionsgate. Oh, Lionsgate owns it? Okay, so why why wouldn't we... I mean, they're part of a streaming service now, but when it was cable, did, was there a Stars cable channel? Yeah, I think yeah. So. there was. Oh, and there that was, was a separate... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a separate um, fee, of course, you know, just like HBO or Showtime right. or Cinemax way back in the day. There's so much content that I've never even heard of now that's on streaming. I don't, there's no way I could ever catch up with all the things I'd like to Nobody will ever catch up. And for all of us reporting on the shows, we'll never, ever catch up. And that's why a lot of times now in newsrooms, they just have us specialize in certain shows because it's just impossible to be able to go, you're going to cover every drama and you're going to cover every comedy and you're, it's, it just doesn't work out that way. So you really have to start assigning people of going, okay, this show is, is resonating with our readers and viewers we're going to cover this nonstop and other shows. We just don't have the bandwidth to do anymore. Well, well, you've never heard of a lot there. Bob Odenkirk has a show where he's a college professor. I'd never even heard of it. I've never heard of this. 
We watched a couple episodes last night. It's good. He's terrific, by the yeah, way. Bob he's... Odenkirk's a hell of an actor. Yeah, he is. But I can't even remember the name of the show, but uh, Bob Odenkirk is in it, and he's having trouble because they try to kick him out of the college. So he gets voted out, then he gets voted back in, then he gets voted the head of the committee, and he's just really, his delivery is very laid back, but it needs to be, and he just nails the role. He's really good. He had a, a major heart attack. Like, oh, that's he right, yeah. super lucky to be alive. I understand, but there's so much. We cannot possibly catch up on all the great stuff that's out there. The product that's out there right now is because it's been gathered over the years, I'm sure. It's mm -hmm. really good. Man, there's a lot of good shows. It is. And, and that's, you know, that's what's going to sustain us as we sort of transition and everything. Netflix even just admitted they're like, we're going to start focusing more on other people's properties. Yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of interesting because they've had such great success with suits recently. They're thinking like, hey, we might create exclusive <laughs> agreements with older shows and wind it back on Netflix instead of focusing so much on original content. Brittany, why are you looking at me when she says suits? Because I would love suits. It's it gets you... a little bit it's terrible at the end of the no, series, it. but My... it's very good. It's so good. I was at the Vikings game and we're walking up the stairs to get into the stadium and yeah. the two people in front of me are just going on and on about like a deep dive about suits and I was like, yes, I love oh, the really? show as well. I always want to tap Are you a Meghan Markle fan? See, I don't even I don't even like realize like who she I don't follow the royal family at all. But when I saw her in it, I was like, oh, yeah, like she's she's nice. I'm a fan, oh, I guess. Oh, that's right. That's where she came from, right? Yeah, Starring suits, in which yeah. I think might have something to do with why people in England maybe don't like her as much. Because if they just knew her from the show, I mean, there's some sex scenes. It gets a little racy sometimes. Maybe that's part of the reason they don't like her. It's a show. That's not right. really but her. People can't separate oh my the God. fake from the reality Grow all the time. up. Me yeah. and my mom call Suits Tevin's show because my mom started watching Suits. And Does so she we, like it? Yeah, she likes Suits. Good. Thank and we'd you, always, but it's so funny. Every time she's like, I was watching Tevin's show, and we go both talking about Suits. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Chris, Suits is so hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah we refuse <laughs> to Very say difficult. It. Yeah. Very well, difficult. Speaking of Tevin's show, I watched, I'm finally caught up on Gen V because the next one comes out today, correct? It does. Oh. And, um, and then, of course, we have season two coming. Yeah. It got picked up. Wait, as I said, we're. I'm assuming they don't know when they're going to start production and anything like that is way too early to tell. Well, of course, because the actors have to get off strike. So, yeah. and, and, you know, I, I, the thing to remember, too, is that just because these actors are in Gen V and, you know, even if the writers are writing season two right now, schedules are going to be very complicated because actors are attached to multiple shows. Mm -hmm. And how does that calendar line up? Can they get everybody together on set at the same time? It's going to be an absolute mess for probably a solid year. With actors like that that are on multiple shows, do the like studios work with each other or is it just kind of the first one to submit their we're filming on this day, now we secure that and you have to work around us? It, it's probably going to wind up Oftentimes it'll be like what show was expected to film first and that's like the top priority and then it's up to the agents and the managers to work out the schedule and then if the studios have to step in they absolutely will okay. trying to work out a deal saying hey can you let them out of a week of filming over here because we have to do this one particular scene and we can only get this location at this time so it wouldn't be surprising to see several actors jumping sets which also, and people don't think about this, but it creates challenges when it comes to hair, hair color, facial hair for the men, 
Um, are you tan? Are you not tan? So there may be some inconsistencies in some of the shows where you're like, oh, wait a minute. All of a sudden they have a wig on. That's not their natural hair. So we'll probably see a lot of that as well for anyone who has an eagle eye. When are they going to put some of these great TV shows in movie theaters so you can go to the movie theater? Because the movies suck right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you could do something fun. I mean, Netflix finally has their own movie theater out here in Los oh, Angeles. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, there you go. They renovated the Egyptian. I wouldn't be surprised if they did some type of TV festival or, yep. you know, binge watching something or other. It would be kind of fun, honestly, and I think that they would generate a lot of buzz for it. So... I would say if Los Angeles does it successfully, the rest of the country might see it. I just love going to the movie theater. Catherine and I love to go to the movie theater, get our popcorn, go sit in those very comfortable seats. But the movies now are just dreadful. They're long. I mean, I'm really happy to see that um, Alexander Payne, um, who a lot of you know from movies like Election and Sideways, he just said, came straight out and just said, movies are too damn long they are be able to deliver your message um at two hours and he said i understand that there are some stories that are going to require three hours he said however it better be a tight sharp three hours that i can't go to the restroom i can't miss a moment he's like if i can sit there and jump out of a sequence your movie's too long. And he even said, he goes, most of my movies, I probably can find at places where I could edit. He said the only movie he would not re-edit was Election with Reese Witherspoon. Really? I don't think Have I've you ever seen, seen that seen, movie? That so. movie is perfection. I do know. Alex is here. How did it happen? Alex just walked in. What do you think of that? So, yeah, I mean, it's just a situation... I, I think Netflix is making a really smart move here because if they can move some of their programming into movie theaters, they're going to have people lined up to go. Because, you know, I don't want to sit here every night and watch TV. I wouldn't mind watching a show. Let's go out, get a little dinner and watch a show, watch a TV show at a movie theater. Well, I think it's going to be that sort of reverse situation. We And we've seen this with Amazon as well. What happens is they go and they dominate a market. So basically Netflix creates a scenario where we prefer to stay at home and watch our home theater and sit on our couch. Mm-hmm. But now they're buying a theater and they're going to try and get you out, out of your house and off the couch. Amazon did the same thing. They like got rid of mom and pop bookshops mm-hmm. and stores and got you home delivery and now they're opening amazon fresh and other types of stores and saying we're also in the brick and mortar place yeah so they they all do it all the big tech companies how's the new de niro movie doing oh the scorsese film yeah yeah it did very well um yeah, it good. banked probably about um 21 million somewhere around there over the weekend which for a movie of that length did rather well. Yeah. It did well overseas. Um, of course, there did not topple Taylor Swift, but it would be expected <laughs> of course to. Not. Um, but you know what? It's Scorsese. People are going to go based off of that, based off of Leonardo DiCaprio. So, and it's going to have a, a long play at movie theaters because it's likely going to be a part of the Oscar season. Don't bring up Leonardo DiCaprio in front of uh, Brittany and Alex because they're far too old to date him. Yeah, that's true. We've aged out. You've aged out. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> like, a long time ago. Is like 20, there, so. 25, he gets rid of him. Is that true? Yeah. Well, there's a chart of his dating <laughs> conquests. 
So a charge. Um, and I will say charge. Gigi Hadid, who was 27, did date him for a hot spell last year oh, um, into this year. But they're already done. So he's on to his next. Why would anyone date him? Great question. I mean, he's got millions um, he's of dollars. Famous. Yeah, a lot he's of money. An Oscar winner. Seems fun. I don't know. Like, he seems crazy. He? I don't Does know. He seem fun? Like, I know he's going to get rid of Seems like yeah. a massive pain. I think he's the guy you date when you know you don't want to reproduce or get married at the time. So if you're yeah. in your mid-20s. Oh, like, yeah, like fun, like yeah. weird. Yeah. Like, he's got the yachts. He's got the, like, you know, he's you know he's not going to be like, let's nail yeah, this like, down. So it's like. In your 20s, that can be fun. Yeah. It's the guy you date before you find the love of your life. If you're looking for that. If that's your thing. He hangs around with the wolf pack, so if you're okay with that, you know know you're going to hang out with his guys. The guys are all going to be... There's a lot of rumors. He calls his friends the wolf. That's a real thing. The wolf pack. It is a real thing. And yeah. by the way, God. that is the updated PC version because yeah. when he was younger, it was called the Pussy Posse. And so there's oh no there's rumors. Gosh. Yeah, no. there's rumors what a great that guy. you no. pretty much if a lot of times the women have had sex with his friends, numerous people in his group gone around. And his friends are Tobey Maguire and Elijah Wood. They're relatively famous as well. Um, And also, if anyone who wants to get into bed with Leonardo DiCaprio, there is a rumor, allegedly, allegedly, that um, he wears headphones while having sex. Oh, my God. (laughs) What what does he listen to? Do we know? They call him headphones, dino bones. (laughs) Oh, God. That makes sense. Well, because wasn't Tobey Maguire, what was the gambling movie? that came out a while ago and oh, it's about alleg- molly's game molly's, yeah, molly's game. game that yeah. and allegedly it's toby mcguire is the main character in that movie it is and i wouldn't even say allegedly, oh, not even allegedly anymore? Not, okay yeah i mean if you read molly's book because molly's a real person mm-hmm. that story is fascinating of how those games came to be and who was at the table it was all a-list names a lot of men in their 20s at the time and early 30s and she really took the hit for that and all the celebrities pretty much walked away scot-free it reminds me a lot of what was the hollywood madam that went down oh, heidi heidi fleiss yeah heidi fleiss like she took the hit for all of these a-list men and i think charlie sheen was the only one who really came forward but other than that everyone's dark secrets were kept what do you mean like what kind of dark secrets well, Heidi part. was a Hollywood madam, so she oh, so, hooked up oh, all I of see. the male celebrities with high, oh, okay. high class I've, escorts, as they call them. But now they would call them sex workers. So, how much fun is it to have to pay somebody to have sex with you? There's a market. Say, apparently, lots for some people. <laughs> apparently, lots. I guess. <laughs> you, that's their I, thing. Ish. I'll ish. tell you, in I, I think in like Hollywood and in tech circles. Um, paying for a high-class sex worker is something that they prefer because instead of hooking up with, say, a fan or someone random in the street, mm-hmm. there's less at stake because most likely the sex worker is going to keep your secret mm-hmm. and there's an exchange of money Do and they, make them they sign want an that NDA? celebrity to come back and pay more money for them. So um, they both have something at stake where if it's just some random fan, it's really easy to just jump on TikTok and be like, to slept with Charlie Sheen. I could understand that. Oh, by the way, I'm going to bring out, I know we only got a few minutes left with you here, but I Titus Welliver's show came back. I didn't even know it was, it was back. It didn't get promoted at all. Well, no one's allowed to promote anything. You can't even promote a show that's already on? 
No, you're oh, not allowed to God. talk about it. It's ridiculous. You can't do interviews. You can't do anything on social media. And I'll tell you, the fans have been dinging the celebrities if they dare mention anything. And I just saw an interaction with Dakota Johnson. She was on a panel talking about something political. And she went and started to mention the movie that she's in. And the interviewer was like, you can't talk about that. He whispered. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, how is that helping the people out there? This is all about them then, isn't it? Um, I think what they want to do, that the point of it was to hurt the studios. Mm -hmm. So right. if you if we can't promote your project, then maybe you would come to the table with a deal. But we're already past 100 days on the actor strike at this point. Yeah. I mean, they are back at the table, which is good. Um, but the Halloween one, the Halloween rule has been kind of silly. Like, hey, you can't go as Barbie this Halloween. I mean, yeah, it's a costume. Can. It's I fine. Suppose, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I just I would have liked to have known that Bosch Legacy Part Season Two was out. Catherine just happened upon it last night. And there are already four episodes out. That's yeah. Bill worked on it. My husband. Oh, he, he worked did. on that last summer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yep. He worked on the crew. Why didn't Bill tell us then? Why yeah. didn't he shoot I us a Bill's fault. <laughs> Way to go, Bill. How dare Bill? <laughs> yeah, he worked on the crew of that and Hunters Season Two during oh, yeah. both the pandemic. Yeah. They were like lockdown sets. So is everybody going to be on strike in the next couple of weeks across? Like everybody from top to bottom is going to be on strike. I mean, I, I feel like the hotel workers here in Los Angeles are still on strike. The actors are still on strike. I'm hoping that that gets resolved. What else? Who else is on strike right now? Everybody. My God, the, the auto workers. workers yeah. Oh, CVS. I think the pharmacists are, are yeah, going, on, going strike. on strike. Yeah, they're going on strike. Right. When? I got to pick something up. I just November got a text. First, <laughs> I, <would close. laughs> I got fertility drugs coming in. That oh, there he is. Oh, Wait. November first, Brit. So make sure you're there before. All right. Sounds good. I'm gonna just say, load me up, bro. <laughs> Yeah. Load me up, bro. Switch to Walgreens if you need to. I, I can't. Walgreens, can't. Walgreens is also, uh, they're also going on strike. Like, oh, I heard that this no. is going to be a bigger Jesus. target. Oh, the VA doesn't work with Walgreens. Oh, it just CVS. Yeah, CVS. Yeah, and that okay. shit's expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I've had people change jobs because of <laughs> prescription, the prescription, part, yeah. like, specifically fertility things. Because yeah. certain companies will cover a certain amount of fertility stuff, and others are like, no. Yeah, it's spendy. <sighs> And insurance is a little spendy. Yeah, just some people walking around getting knocked up, and I'm dropping cash money. Yeah. That's the whole argument? Mm -hmm. We talked about that last night. We went out to dinner with friends, and they told us the most ridiculous story about, like, one of her friend's relatives that was, like, the mom was pregnant, and then the daughter pretended that she was pregnant because the mom is on meth, and oh, so she, God. they were going to take the baby of the mother because she's already had four kids removed from her, from like wild. And Dan was like, you know what? There should be some sort of like natural selection as far as like some of the best people I know, like can't get pregnant yeah. or like have such a hard time that it would be like the best parents. And then these people, it's like you look at them and they're pregnant. Yeah, like, super yeah. pregnant. Yeah. Oh, it's that argument you need a license for everything except parenting. Yeah. Which, oh, Kristen, when, even when we had a kid, I was like laughing because when we adopted our dog, Robot, 
they came in and did a house check. And they're like, okay, do you have a fenced-in yard? What's the vibe here? And then I was like, when are they going to go check our house when I'm holding this child? And they're like, oh, no, we don't do that. I was no, like, we don't care. They but, just send you home with the kid and they go, good luck. It what? is. Yep. Isn't that wild? Like, you yeah. think they like, may, I, and I guess like you can't, but it just like felt weird that my rescue dog, who was like abandoned, they had to make sure I had all the things for her. But like this child, they're like, you got a car seat? Cool. Go Even if, if not, like, whatever. <laughs> Good luck. Are they even double-checking if that car seat's installed properly? I mean, no, I know you no. can take it to the fire station and they'll do it, but... I mean, like, oh, 90% no. of car seats are installed improperly. I installed Brittany's car seat because so, I was like, listen. So what's funny uh -oh. is... So what's funny uh -oh. is... I was like, I heard the rumor of, like, the... You know, the me and Alex were having trouble, like, nailing down a time. So we live right next to a fire um, station. So I went there, knocked on the door. I was super pregnant at this point. And I this, like... 50, I swear this kid was maybe 18 and a half years old answers the door and I was like hey do you guys still check uh, car seats he's like uh, we I've never I don't know and this guy who's like listen we don't officially do that but I'm a dad of three kids like this is like re, like the dad came by and was like I'll take care of this and you the relief off this 18 year old's face and get to pretend <laughs> to check a car seat right he, all he's doing is going to be checking YouTube for an instructional video <laughs> yeah, and checking just, your yeah. <laughs> So Which this is so funny. Need. And then after that, I had to double check with Alex. Uh, the day before I had Gogo, I rolled over at their house. So. Yeah, you sure did. Well, right. and fire stations, I will say, because this is knowledge people should have, fire stations hold, like, they have somebody come in. Oh, it's just different. Ours is, ours is a police station. So it, it was just one of those Eden Prairie things where okay. Cause, yeah. in, their, in this case, they said, oh, actually, now it's the police station that does that. So there's still places you can yeah. roll up on whenever and they'll check yeah, for you. Yeah, but so. most, a lot of fire stations, it's like they have somebody there like a day a month or <laughs> yeah, something that makes to sense. check car seats because that's what we did. And I was like, I that's don't need you. I did it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you to check it. Yeah, like just to be sure. So, Kristen, I know you really miss uh, doing Halloween here in Minnesota because uh, starting this Friday, it's going to be in the 30s for a straight week. Oh. <laughs> she goes, oh. Are you moving it's back? So the year I did Halloween. Oh. And I was like, this is crazy because... October is one of our hottest months in Los Angeles. Yeah, and yeah. your pumpkins literally are like puckering by the time October 31st rolls around from the heat. They just like cave in on themselves. And when it was snowing, I'm like, I actually think a hundred degree Halloween is better. <laughs> yeah, I could understand that. All right. We will talk to you tomorrow. Yes. I will see you all tomorrow. Thanks. Like Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back a couple minutes, wrap things up. This is the Tom Bernard morning show. Recently, Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC was contacted by a company that does on-site sales. Jim was confused. Wait, they don't know anything about us. Our staff, our reputation, most importantly, our customers. Hey, pal, no problem. We do them all over the country. You know, get the manager off the roof sale, inflatable gorilla sale, and our favorite, the 13-hour sale with a giant clock that goes to 13. Urgency, baby. We bring our crew because, well, your people are, let's just say, a little uh, laid back. And the pricing? Nothing special, sport. But Jim thought, we price competitively every day. Our prices are special. We definitely don't need these guys. But sale does convey some urgency, so we made a bold decision for his fine dealerships. Announcing the Valley Buick GMC 365-day sale.
And we can even extend it a couple years or so. I got the Air Dancer guy, scratch-offs, plastic keys, bubble machine, fire. Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley or Hastings or valleycardealers.com. Hurry. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Tom Bernard is back. Every weekday, you'll hear Tommy B, Brittany Arneson. Yes, that Brittany Arneson. Along with Tom's pals, Kent Herbeck on Fridays, Bob Sansevier, Mike Stretch Gelfan, Tim Lammers, and from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert and Kristen Burt on entertainment and pop culture. It's Tom and the crew with opinions on news, opinions on life, opinions on entertainment, and of course, opinions on opinions on other people's stupid opinions. The Tom Bernard Show is a podcast, so you can listen when you want to listen. In the car, on the way to or from work, at home, on the job site, or wherever you need your Tommy B Show fix. Hear the show on the Tom Bernard Show app in your app store, as a podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, or see it on YouTube on the Tom Bernard Show channel. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. All right. Does it, everybody have a cup? You have a cup. I have a couple cups. Have a cup. I, do I, have a cup. I have a I do not. giant water bottle. <clears throat> no, it's got to be a cup because I you need something to vomit water. into. Oh, yeah, we can okay. share. Do we have a bucket? Oh, okay, you ready? 82-year-old <laughs> Korean man has heart attack <laughs> after choking on live octopus dish. Now, mm. let's not forget, this is a live octopus. Yes. Yeah, that's something that people do. Oh. oh, God, that looks horrible. It's alive? That does How not is that? Look alive. It looks like it's chopped up. No, they said it's live. Uh, I don't like no. it. Do you yeah, believe that? Yeah, that's a thing that people do. Yeah, well, look at that. And usually Ish. they do it where it's like on a stick and like the tentacles are all like wrapped moving. around. Yeah, and then you, yep, and then you have to like. Yeah, it's not actually alive. I've actually seen this before. Yeah, how it works is when an octopus is freshly killed. It's like rigor mortis. Um, if you pour something salty on it, like soy sauce, yeah. oh, it like the shrimp. salt makes the tentacles move as if that the octopus makes sense. Oh, that what, makes sense. So it's okay. not really yeah, yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. But they you, pretend that it's alive. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you take an octopus, cut its tentacles off, put it on a dish, and then pour soy sauce on it, yeah. the dish. tentacles are going to start okay. moving around. That makes sense. Which is gross. Really? I don't know why you'd uh, want to eat and, that. Okay. <laughs> There's more in this story about it. So it says, this is slightly misleading. Great. The octopus is killed before serving with its tentacles cut into portions. However, it is served immediately after slicing and is so fresh that the tentacles' nerves are still active. 
do, oh, causing the octopus to appear live as it continues to move on the plate. But would you eat something that looked like that? Yeah, why no, would not, you want that? Oh, just not in a million years. <laughs> there is n- never. I've eaten octopus before, and it's fine, but I wouldn't want it to be moving. No. Yeah, calamari kind of vibe. That's, yeah, yeah, basically, like, yeah. yeah That's the only way I'm going to eat octopus. <laughs> yeah, it's like fried up. Yeah. Fawn loves calamari. Well, calamari is squid. She does. Yeah, that's oh, squid. She oh, loves calamari. Fawn but loves octopus calamari. is very, very similar to calamari. Yeah, Thanks. chewier. Yeah, it's oh, very God. chewy. Oh. Okay, wise asses step up because this is an amazing story. Colorado business pays debt with more than three tons of coins. Yeah. Okay. A major that. FU, says recipient. Okay. I hate that. I'm sorry. It's it. your debt. Why are you mad? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People do this. Do you want your money or not? I know. People, oh, you're the worst, Kevin. People do this with speeding tickets, and I'm always yeah, like, Kevin, who are you? Yeah, like, what, I know, you're the one who's sped. It's like, Just let it deal go. with it. Yeah, like, you should be mad at yourself. Right. For making, I and I am, because I did get a speeding <laughs> ticket in July. Good. I saw terrible. a similar story where a guy paid his wife's, like, child support or alimony or whatever. Yeah, I And saw she that. was like not a nice person, apparently. Yeah, dropped off a bunch of pennies on her front lawn. I was like, yep. oh, you're my type of person. That is beyond. Here's be petty. You're beyond monster. Okay. A northern Colorado welding business is trying to pay a subcontractor $23,500 debt in quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies that weighed more than three tons, according to the plaintiffs in the case, who call the move malicious and a major FU. Danielle Beam, an attorney who represents a plaintiff in the case, Fired Up Fabrication, LLC. That's the name of it, Fired Up Fabrication. Mm. That makes sense. Call the 6,500-pound coin delivery a symbolic middle finger. I think that uh, the thought was my clients would have to accept it, and it's a giant waste of time and a major F.U., uh, Beam said. According to court documents in the case, JMF Enterprises hired Fired Up Fabrication as a subcontractor to do welding work on an apartment building. Fired Up Fabrication later filed a civil suit against JMF, saying it was not paid in full. In July, the two sides went to mediation, and JMF agreed to pay the subcontractor $23,500, unfortunately all in dimes, quarters, and pennies and nickels. Here's the thing that I don't understand about that type of move. Yeah. Why would you spend yeah. extra time of your life right. making yeah, that's a lot sure of to yeah. show this person how yeah. irritated mm. you are by them by making them more irritated? Like, come on. Right, because you can't just go down to Wells Fargo and be like, yeah, I need $23,000. Exa- yeah. No, like these people had to jump through hoops to make this happen. Yeah. It's just like pay the person, move on with your life. Like, yeah. why are you spending this much time and energy on this? Couldn't agree more. See, they were a welding company, so what I would have done is oh, I would have gotten a bunch of dollar <laughs> coins, yeah. welded them together into a big tower. There you go. That's a middle finger made out yeah, of Yeah, exactly. There yeah, you go. Like it take a little time to do yeah. that, too. Yeah, I was going to say. There you go. Also. Here's your gigantic 23,000 coin tower. Perfect. Enjoy. And art. Don't spend it all in one place. Yeah, it's art, so it's extra valuable. This is magnificent because you don't even have to read the story, just the headline, because it's incredible. Drunk dad reports his kid as missing. Oh, it's no. probably not the first time that's happened. Oh, no. <laughs> he actually just forgot him at home. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Which is probably better for the kid. Yeah. Which is better for the kid, exactly. Give that kid an iPad. Like, let's just yeah. better let him raise himself. Yeah. You're a drunk dad. Drunk dad. <laughs> Where's my kid? <laughs> you left him at home, you dumb bastard. Oh, Timmy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Any closing uh, comments? 
Yeah, Tevin, any closing? Do you want to insult Tom again? Oh, do you know what Tevin yeah, called your dad? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. He First, said that he looks like the old man dad. from Up. Yeah. Not even a little bit. No. So here's, okay. We're, let's back. <laughs> it's like, so I think that what had happened was... Actually, I don't even remember what happened. I don't either. I don't know how we got on that <laughs> subject. This guy is so never mind. disaster. That's what he happened. He does. I mean, your eyebrows can get. Oh, a it was little, Kevin McHale. A little Carl. I don't have any eyebrows. Yeah, he's like well, eyebrow less. Yeah. Wow. What did you do? I cut off my eyebrows. Why no. did you cut off your eyebrows? You and mom cut them off. So he yeah, literally off. has no, no, almost no eyebrows right now. I thought mom like trimmed them or something. No, no I trimmed them myself. I oh, went, zip, zip. that'll be okay. Right. Don't do that. Okay, yeah, don't, don't do that. Eyebrows are amazing. Yeah, it's because he doesn't want to look like Carl because you insulted well, him. Well, no, because we were talking <laughs> about Kevin McHale and somebody said <laughs> who's you, a very famous basketball did. player, look and somebody went and said, "Hey, aren't you the guy from Cheers?" Rather than, "Aren't you one of like the fifty greatest basketball players of all time?" And he got upset. Okay. And so I said, "Tom, it'd be like somebody coming up to you and being like, hey, aren't you that guy from Up?' Rather than Tom Bernard from the radio. Yeah. Oh, look at the picture." Well, I mean, sense. it's I'm not. Just, I'm not out here slandering. Here it is. Yes, you appearance. are. Yes, you are. Well, I mean, not yeah. on purpose. If Tom <laughs> attacks his own eyebrows again, it's your fault. And you st- leave yeah. your eyebrows alone. They're, they're amazing. They're there. Stop. It's they bad. Look, it's you really bad. You need to really let them bad. grow out. Well, yeah. Who cares? You Brittany obviously you. you if it makes nothing I can do. See too. If it makes you too short. Here's the thing. If it makes you happy, leave it. Here's the thing. Every other week. I'll just keep a cuticle clippers in no, here, no, no. and I will just trim your eyebrows for you. Oh, yeah. I do it myself on my eyebrows. Let her do, do it, it for you, yeah. and they'll look great. We'll You're, do it on air. Put it on YouTube. Yeah, it'll be like Katie Couric with her cool First off, I love big eyebrows, so I feel like they should be shamed for attacking no, you. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing about his eyebrows, because I have his eyebrows. I Literally, when I was like 13 years old, I went to go get my first eyebrow wax, and she said, wow, you have old man eyebrows. <laughs> That just what just what a middle school girl wants to just she knows how to get a customer for life. Yes, exactly. I never had plural. Mine was always oh, you have very big eyebrow. Eyebrow, yeah, you got the one. Um, so you have like very wiry, thick eyebrow hair. Because yes, I do. Same. And but leave it. Don't do what you just did. But it's, it but, looks fine. It looks fine. But I like I like bigger eyebrows. But the breaths, thing with yeah. his eyebrows is they grow in. All of the directions. Eight thousand different directions. Yeah, it's cool. It's a vibe. It's a Carl vibe. It's a vibe. All right, right, we gotta bust this up because we got another show coming up in about three, four minutes. We'll be right back. Turtle Dove should be here for that one. Should be. Boy, oh boy.